Welcome to Directly to You. This is a Fanatics 4 podcast. This is episode number 67. Um, that's the number after 66. And this is Parker. Normally AJ does this little intro thing because AJ is not here. He is at Too Many Games, which is a game conference thing that does things and stuff. And I'm joined by my friend Mitch. Hey everybody. This is Mitch. I'm happy to be here. He He's lying. He's not lying. Uh, um, Someone help me. <laughs> So before we get into all the stuff, uh, the housekeeping and whatnot, um, yeah, long story short, you know, subscribe, all that stuff. If you haven't been to our regular channel, but for some reason you're on this podcast, go to the podcast channel. Nope. Go to the regular channel and then, you know, subscribe there and all that stuff. And also you can join and be a community member for $5 a month. And with that, you get emotes, uh, loyalty badges. AJ does this stuff. I don't remember all of it. And sometimes free switch keys from time to time. Uh, just ask Grimhane about that. He'll tell you some stuff. There's probably other things I'm supposed to say. I don't know them. Um, I just let AJ do the things and then I follow along suit. And then I hop in at this point. I'm joined by Mitch. Hello again, Mitch. <laughs> Hello again, Parker. There you go. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, that's it for the housekeeping stuff. Uh, blah, 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 blah. We'll move on to the next part. What are we playing this week? Mitch, what are you playing recently? So I just downloaded Slay the Spire, uh-huh. and that has been great. It's like a roguelite deck-building game. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying not to play it too much because I have a, a trip coming up that I'm going to be playing it a lot on. So uh-huh. don't want to get burned out, but it's great. It's uh, been a lot of fun. You and I played that last week at some yeah. point. Sorry. Um Okay, so I know I'm going to turn off, done with like podcasty intro voice or whatever. Um, this is just regular talking now. So, okay, so we played it. We got a little bit of the way through and had like a little bit OP of a, um, yeah. of a setup or whatever. First time I actually won a run was on that one. So that's the question that I have is like when you win a run, do you, I know you played Wizard of Legend and like mm-hmm. when you beat that, you get, I guess, new things yeah. to bring into the next game or whatever. Is it a similar kind of situation? Like how does that Yeah, so. It's class-based, and you unlock the classes pretty quickly. There's three of them. Okay. And each one has their own set of cards that they use, so they feel very different. Um, and they have levels. Mm-hmm. So as you beat enemies, you level up, and that unlocks more cards and relics for you to use on mm-hmm. future runs. And it looks like um, it wouldn't take too long to unlock everything. Um, so if you like games mostly for the thrill of unlocking things, then uh, just keep that in mind. But um, it has a really satisfying gameplay loop that I would play, I think, long after unlocking everything. Mm. I mean, I guess because, yeah, at least when we were doing it, it's a lot of like picking what kinds of cards go into your deck. And then as soon as you sort of get a niche going or something like that you kind of lean into that so i could see how that would depending on a couple card combinations you could lean most of the deck into those ones or whatever yeah it sounds about right yeah so each run kind of feels different even if you pick the same class so it's got a lot of variety there yeah i mean we were doing stuff again i only played the one time so i don't know um akin to like when when you use a defend card or when you add uh yeah, like defense to yourself or something like that. It does damage to the opponent that mm-hmm. way too. So like we were just defending a lot and then that would obviously help defend, but then also do damage to them and stuff like that. I don't know. What are the other kinds of, again, just asking out of my own curiosity, other kinds of strategies that would play into it at that front. 
Yeah, so we were playing uh, the warrior class. I don't remember what it's actually called, but that's pretty much it. And so nice. uh, you described that build really well. We built up a lot of block, and we had uh, one key card in our build where every time we gained block, we dealt a significant amount of damage to the enemy. So we were able to tailor our build to make ourselves very defensive and protect ourselves mm -hmm. while also dishing out damage. So that was great uh the next class you unlock is kind of a roguelike class mm -hmm. so they have a lot of very cheap cards that feel like you're you cheap know, like not <laughs> money wise like but like cheap as in like cheesing it and stuff that kind of cheap well you know you have resources that you spend in order to cast mm. your cards in your hand so they will cast many more cards a turn than the other classes will oh oh so literally cheap like doesn't cost a lot of resources right cheap. sometimes zero gotcha. um, oh, so nice. yeah yeah and they have a lot of ways to gain more resources and stuff so they uh, kind of feel like they're rushing about, you know, like mm. a, a ninja dodging and stabbing when they can. And that's stuff fun. Like that. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Having that kind of like uh, immersion or whatever. I've always been a big fan of how games take their systems and their mechanics and like evoke a certain feeling. Hmm. Like you feel like you're a warrior or a, or a rogue or, you yep. know, you really feel like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like Spider-Man. I mean... I've got half of it down, so <laughs> for whatever that's worth, I'll let you guys figure that one out yourselves. Um, nice. Okay, cool. So, and you have a trip coming up. When is that, by the way? Uh, the end of next month. One of my friends is getting okay. married up in Oregon. Hi, Jacob Gordon. I'm very excited What's to that, come. What's up, bro? Yeah, so uh, we'll be flying. I'll be in the air for uh -huh. six to eight hours, maybe. So I've already got an extended battery for my Switch. Nice. So I'm, I'm set. Did you just get that, or have you had it for a while? I've had it for a while, but have had no need to use it yet. But this is it. I, yeah, I don't even remember that you had it. So yeah. lo and behold, really way to tell me things. Could have used that when we were staked out in front of <laughs> yeah. Schlotzky's at... Four o'clock in the morning yep. with our nine parchments all bundled in blankets. So, yeah, honestly, I thought about bringing this story up because I feel like this is like the epitome of I felt like we should have been in a Switch commercial. <laughs> yeah. Um, the long story medium was that uh, our coworker slash boss, Nate, was like, hey, you guys want to get free sandwiches for a year? And we're like, yeah, of course we want free sandwiches for a year. Um in the end, we didn't actually end up eating free sandwiches <laughs> for a year, but that's the story for the end of the story. Um, and so we were like, we'll stay out there all night. The first 100 people this one day will get free sandwiches for a year, blah, blah, blah. And we found out it was going to be 20 degrees Fahrenheit, which if that's Celsius, that's like minus five or something like that or minus six. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. No, no, no. It's, it's cold. Whatever it is. It's cold. It was. So we were like, we will go at 4 a.m. instead. And we got there at 4 a.m. And how long, like, when was it that the next people showed up? I think there were some other very dedicated people <laughs> that showed up around 6.30, maybe. <laughs> and yep. then, you know, the next 85 people of the first 100 to yeah. receive this card showed up probably at like 8.30. Yeah, like 30 minutes before the <laughs> yeah. thing started. So we were sitting there in lawn chairs with, like, sleeping bags and lots of hand warmers everywhere uh -huh. with our switches in our laps and then i think you realize like oh we can just take the joy cons yeah. off and put them in our pockets it was great because yeah. it's smart mm. yeah and it has the local wireless stuff where you don't need internet and so we just played nine parchments all together because it was that was the only multiplayer game yeah. pretty much we had which was great it was great it's, yeah yeah nate killed it time, killed man. all of us there's a, you can, yeah, there are friendly fires on on that game, and we, mm -hmm. he killed us a lot. Not very friendly. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a Switch moment, if ever I've seen one, but uh, 
Yeah, so that's fun. I yeah. uh, I've been playing. I just started playing Okami, um, which I started briefly telling you about earlier today. But mm-hmm. then I was like, we're gonna be talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you about this stuff now. Um, I also finished Cadence of Hyrule. That was a lot of fun. I'll nice. I'll play it again at some point. But I'm trying to get stuff knocked out before Mario Maker happens very soon. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but Okami HD is, as people have said, it's like straight up uh, Twilight Princess. It, it's pretty much Twilight Princess. They were developed at the same time, and I don't know how, but they just made the same two games in so many words. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are a. It's like a Japanese painted kind of style. Um, looks very pretty. Lots of cutscenes at the beginning, I'm finding mm-hmm. out. I think I'm still probably in the tutorial section. I'm probably like two hours in or so, and it feels fairly tutorially still. Um, less so now, but, you know, I just finished my first sort of dungeon-ish. But you are uh, like a wolf god kind of thing. Um, you've been asleep for 100 years. There was a demon that you or like a eight-headed dragon demon thingy that you defeated a hundred years ago, and then they put up a shrine to you, and mm-hmm. then somebody unleashed it back out, and then the world's all messed up again. It's like, come on, bro. Like, really? You could have just again? not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I have to say. Um, but yeah, all things considered, it's really fun. The, um, the gameplay does feel like the combat is a lot like the wolf part of Twilight Princess as well. Mm-hmm. I really like Twilight Princess. I know a lot of people were kind of down on it for one reason or another but i got you i actually missed that one i was uh, a big fan of all the what other zelda horrible games human yeah. you are. i don't want to get a tangent into all that though <laughs> missing the zelda game or being a, a horrible human yeah. does does okami utilize uh any of the motion controls on the switch because i i understand that when you paint you kind of are moving the brush yep it surely does that's uh, cool yeah so pretty much you can use um, there's three different ways you can do it. My voice just cracked a little bit. That's real fun. Um, you can, so at some point you like stop the game for a second and which I was kind of worried that it would feel like rushed or whatever, where it's like, Oh, I got to like swipe and do these things, you know, as a quick combo sort of deal. Um, especially because it's a Hideki Kamiya game who did like Bayonetta and the wonderful one Oh one. Oh yeah. They've got, is that Astral Chain also? Uh, do they do... I don't. It, that is Platinum Games, but I don't okay. think Hideki Kamiya is on that. I could be okay. wrong. Gotcha. Someone correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. Good job, you did it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but it is Hideki Kamiya, and it's definitely got some of that. Like, it's pretty silly a lot of the time. You've got a little um, like Midna or like uh, Navi kind of a character mm. that's around with you the whole time. That's a little like bug looking thing that's always being silly. Uh, what was your qu- oh yeah the paintbrush thing yeah so you can either do it with so it kind of like pauses the game turns it into like a paint the uh, canvas okay paint microsoft paint yeah ex- exactly yes yes i mean come on what else you got <laughs> mario paint actually close enough good good try yeah uh, <laughs> so then you can either use the joystick to draw it or you can use gyro gyro stuff motion controls to draw it, or you can use the touch screen if you're in handheld mode. oh that's cool yeah so that's neat um I the gyro stuff, I, I I don't feel like I do it very well with the gyro. I think because mm. I turned it on like very sensitive, so I'm trying to do like kind of very precise things w- within a small space instead of turning it on less sensitive and doing like bigger mm. motions and it working out. So I'll switch that up and I'm sure it'll work fine. But gotcha. um, the other options work pretty well as well. Um, do you yeah. uh, wear an afro and don a buttoned up shirt like Bob Ross when you? 
Is it? Every time. Yeah, Good. I just pause the game. Go get the afro and the button. That's important. Yeah, it's very important. I mean, it's as long as it's happy little paintbrush things, happy. then that's that's really what counts. Happy mistakes. So, yeah, there's happy evil demon dragons. Yeah, you know, it's great. I mean, now they are. We gave them trees. So <laughs> I need that positivity with uh, other games like Sekiro or Dark Souls. Yeah. Sorry, that's out of Nintendo right now. Are you still right playing now, through Sekiro? I have pretty much platinumed that at this time. Nice. I'm waiting for. Uh, the DLC at this time, I think. Mm-hmm. But with uh, FromSoft working on that Elden Ring game, yeah. uh, we might not get it. But <laughs> I'm happy that they're working on anything. Oh, okay. You don't think we'll get the DLC at all? I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. I think sometimes some teams will like hand off DLC to other teams, like if they're main team. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't follow Sekiro stuff very much at all. That wasn't even the one that I meant to ask, because you're also playing through The Witcher right now, right? Have you gotten to Man, play that much recently? I feel like I've been playing, air quotes, through The Witcher <laughs> for like a year now, yeah. I think. Um, I'm super excited for it to come to Switch. Are you going to buy it again on Switch, or are you just excited for other people? Who knows? I'm excited yeah. for other people. It's, yeah. For that game to be more accessible is great, because I really think it's a wonderful game. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, it feels kind of daunting to get back into. I've just had so many things that have sidetracked me from The yeah. Witcher. And it's uh, like it's kind of like you jump in, and there's not really. I guess there is kind of a journal, but um, mm. it's like when you got back into golf story. It'd been so long since you had yeah. stopped playing it. So you're like, what? <laughs> I might as well start over. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in this cave. Yep. Who are you? What am I doing? Yeah, it doesn't seem like necessarily the kind of like because I think it's a similar game in some ways. It seems like to Breath of the Wild, but I feel mm. like in that maybe they because they knew it was going to be on the switch. Well. I don't know if that impacted it, but it seems like there's like lots of little things that you could do where it's like, I've just got 10 minutes. I'm just going to pick yeah. up some things. Um, you know, that's, you could probably do that fairly easily there. Whereas I don't know if that would be the same case with the Witcher. Like, do you feel like unless you have, cause that's how I feel with dark souls. If I don't mm-hmm. have an hour or two to put into it, it's really gotcha. not worth playing much. Cause I'm just going to kill a couple guys and that's it. And then I'm going to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is more or less how it goes. Yeah. I think probably at least like a, a 30 minute chunk would be good for the yeah. Witcher. Unless you're playing some Gwent. That's the end game card game. There's uh, a game and a game. Ooh. Is that kind of like triple triad? Yeah, and- <laughs> man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Justin, probably you're happy right now. Um, Justin is one of the Fanatics 4 guys, and he loves uh, Final Fantasy and JRPGs and that kind of stuff. Although I don't know if you like eight, Justin, um, Mm. said that with such disdain. Eight is my favorite. It That's my is. very first experience with any JRPG. Yep. So it has a soft with spark. any JRPG? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because up until then Had I... Had you played... I mean, not that this... It, obviously, it's not a JRPG in a lot of ways, but in some ways it's... Uh, but like Pokemon is a turn-based mm. RPG, so that's got like... Okay. You know... It's, really... it's like an RP, or JRPG very light. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I probably had played Pokemon by that point yeah. then. So but, I take that back. I mean, no, you're probably still right, though. It's not. I don't think anybody would specifically consider it a JRPG other than the fact that it's an RPG that's also <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> but yeah, you're technically right. I'm so smart. You don't even know. See, AJ, I saved some of my smarts for this. AJ, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Anything else you've been playing recently? Um, well... That's about it for me. Okay. Um, so if you don't have anything else, you don't have to like rack your brain. But if you don't say something else, you're fired from oh, something. Man. Does does uh, the commander format of Magic the Gathering count? Because I've been playing that. <laughs> I was that. telling um, <laughs> Kenny, our friend Kenny, I was telling him about that recently, um, that you were playing that because he was really into oh, Magic. Oh, cool. Um, and he was like, yeah, I tried to play commander once. But mm. something, 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 something. I didn't yeah. understand because I don't know anything. Uh, about yeah. It. 
Yep. That sounds right. <laughs> we love a good something something. Well, good stuff. That's uh, that's what we've been playing. And now, you know, we also have been playing, not super recently, but Breath of the Wild. Mm. <laughs> that was the best segue you've ever even known. Um, so here's uh, hopping into the news part of this, y'all. Um, also, thanks, everybody, for listening and enjoying, hopefully, the fact that I'm talking and probably missing AJ, but, you know, he'll be back. Um Yep, that's the end of that sentence. So, Breath of the Wild. Uh, there was a piece of news this week. Mitch, I'll fill you in on it. Um, Breath of the Wild 2. So, it was, I think, Jason Schreier from Kotaku, um, which is a news, a gaming news outlet, did an interview with A.G. Aonuma um, during E3 at some point and found out some little bits of information. One of them was that was like kind of stuff about Link's Awakening and some background for how they decided to do that. And it was pretty much that, like... Um, he Aonuma was saying like yeah well it's just kind of hard to access Link's Awakening now nobody really can play it unless you get a Game Boy and blah blah, blah and that's kind of you know a bit daunting so we figured it was time to make a remake for it um, so that was fun and then Grezzo is the studio that's doing that which they're the ones that did like you know how um, Majora's Mask and Link's or not Link's Awakening um, and Ocarina of Time are on 3DS. They yeah. like did remakes for that. So Grezzo was the studio that ported those over there. So nice. they got some some background in any case. Um, but the other piece that he said, so this is a quote from him, and then we can chat about this. So this was talking about the, the Breath of the Wild sequel. He said, when we released the DLC for Breath of the Wild, we realized that this is a great way to add more elements to the same world. But when it comes down to technical things, DLC is pretty much data. You're adding data to a pre-existing title. And so when we wanted to add bigger changes, DLC is not enough. And that's why we thought maybe a sequel would be a good fit. Initially, we were thinking of just DLC ideas, but when we had a lot of ideas and we said, this is too many ideas, let's just make <laughs> one new game and start from scratch. So that was, the, yeah, that was the piece of news. Uh, but especially that last bit was interesting where it sounds like they were, I mean, they enjoyed doing the DLC for Breath of the Wild, but then at some point they were like, we want to do more DLC that's, I guess, story stuff. You know, some of some of what we're getting in Breath of the Wild sequel I would have maybe been DLC, and then they decided to scratch it um, and do a new game instead. So, I don't know. Any just launch impressions on that? I am very excited to see anything <laughs> with Breath of the Wild. I devoured that content <laughs> other than the Korok seeds. Yes. I, I'm not that dedicated. <laughs> Uh, rumor has it there's one Korok seed that no player has found yet, and if you find it, then you get a tour of the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Uh, yeah, I, I I found that. I got it. I'm sure you'll I've get been. your invitation. I have no. I've got my lifetime supply of Willy Wonka chocolate. Is it like Korok seeds, and it's really not chocolate? It's. I mean, a gold crusted turd. Don't tell anyone. That's what that's, I have to say. <laughs> This is what a Korok seed is, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah okay. exactly. <laughs> Great. We're pretty sure. Uh, which is just so funny. What are the lower implications of that? <laughs> Where's that in the timeline? Especially with like Wind Waker and stuff. But, you know, like how come we didn't find... Because there are Koroks in Wind Waker. How come we didn't find a bunch of turds all around in that game? You yep. know? Just saying. Yep. It's an uh, important distinction. Yeah. I did, I did think it was funny how people were like so mad that the end goal for... Or the, you know, prize or whatever for getting all 900 Korok seeds was the giant yeah. Korok seed turd or whatever. But the thing is, honestly, like, that's one of those things that, you know, if they had made 
mm. an actual prize for it, more people would have tried to do that. And that's like, that's not really what the Koroxes are about. Like, it was more of an afterthought. Sort of like in Mario Odyssey, you know, that one spot that's in the Sand Kingdom where, like, you can get up on this on top of this, you know, big roof thing, but it's really, really hard to get up there. And if you get up there, there's a ton of coins. Yep. But I think I've some people... I've definitely been up there. Oh, <laughs> I got it. Did for you? sure. No. No? <laughs> <laughs> have you... Uh, I think I might have showed you that at some point there, right? Or maybe you showed me the video. Oh, no, and I, I, went I, up there. I watched you... Okay, you... Gotcha. Show me a video or something. <laughs> I know it involves some wall jumping and yeah. half peeps and things like that. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. Um, but so, like that spot, for example, I feel like if you make that kind of thing, if you put a moon there, it makes it feel mandatory. And mm-hmm. then it's less of a, like, good job. You're one of the few people that did it kind of a thing. And more of like, a no, we expected you to do this type of a situation. So I feel like with the Quark Seeds, it's a similar kind of thing where, like, the bigger the prize, the more... I don't know the expectation or something. It's yeah. it, it's a hard balance because same goes for like in Pokemon when you get just like a document at the end of Gen One that was like you got all of the Pokemon and that was all you got for completing the decks. Like that's pretty lame. Yeah, because that was kind of the point of the game. <laughs> yeah, got to catch them all. Right. Right. So like, but at the same time, like, yeah, what can you reward them with? Like, or in. In yeah. Mario Odyssey, again, if you get all 999 moons, what can you reward them with to be like, you got 999 moons besides, you know, because like... A that moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, maybe that would have felt better. I don't know. Like, it's a it's, great question. Yeah. I also just love this like line of, of thinking. <laughs> this this subject is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aesthetic rewards, I think, encourage me to go above mm. and beyond what the game has set as like your main objectives. Yep. Um, and then maybe something that is, I mean, maybe they can give you an overpowered item, but by the time you get it, you don't really need it kind of right. thing. So it's just like, go have fun in this open world with this overpowered thing. That's, you know, that's a good point. I don't remember. Okay. I think my friend Wyatt was telling me about some racing game or something like that. To, like when you beat it, you get this like super overpowered car that's like way faster. It's it was it wasn't like a standard like sim racing type game, but it was something more you know like burnout or something along those lines. But you get some car that's like just way maxed out, and it's like a demon car or something like that. Hmm. And it's like you know bust everything else down. And I think that is fun to just have something where you're just like, all right, like wrecking havoc. Just showing everybody who's boss. Or, you know, like at the end of Mario 64, where you get to hang out with Yoshi. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. How- <laughs> Nintendo is experienced in this endgame trolling. Man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's the same people. <laughs> it's the same people. Yeah. Betrayed. Betrayed. Never again. Man. But yeah, with the DLC thing, going back to the yep. thing, I think it's interesting because I saw... Um, our friend Max on Twitter wrote something to the effect of like, okay, well, if these were their ideas for DLC, why was the DLC that we got? Or if they had so many ideas for DLC, why was the DLC that we got so crap? Mm. <laughs> it was like, okay, interesting. I personally, I enjoyed the DLC. It wasn't as like grandiose and wonderful as I might have hoped, but at the same time, like I thought it was good and fun. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just enjoyed. Did you play any of the DLC? I don't remember. Played a little bit of the DLC. I said I devoured the game. I guess I have some leftovers. But <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I'm furious. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm about ready for another playthrough, I think, because it's been a year or so since I've touched it. So yeah. ready for it. But no, I, I can see where he's coming from yeah. on that. Uh, it was. It definitely felt like it was more gameplay DLC than like story type stuff. So it must be that at some point they decided the story stuff will just have to save because if we do a little bit of that now, that might kind of eat into it. And I'd understand how... Like, Nintendo especially, because it's funny con comparing this with The Witcher, which apparently got, like, 16 DLC packs or wow. something like that, and, like, some expansions and all sorts of stuff. Um, but then with this, they did the two DLC packs and then just kind of called it a day. But I guess with The Witcher 2, do you think, like, not with The Witcher 2, but The <laughs> Witcher as well, did that, do you think The Witcher 3, like, ends the whole story? Like, that's the end of some saga or like will there be a witcher 4 i don't know enough about it at all that's a great question i have not seen any spoilers for the witcher 3 mm -hmm. and i'd like to keep it that way <laughs> but uh, i've never heard anyone talk about a witcher 4 okay so i'm guessing they wrap it up pretty nicely um, yeah. also if you didn't know it's based off some novels so uh, yeah. that's they're working with some oh, source yeah, material that's there. a thing right yeah I don't, we don't necessarily have to get into that <laughs> tangent right now but there's a thing yeah. around that Man, long story short, the guy who wrote it was like, sure, yeah, make a video game, whatever, pay me just, like, what, $10,000 or, like, $100,000 or something? He got paid up front because he did not believe that the games would do well. Yep. And uh, the games did well. <laughs> you don't <laughs> and, say. I, oh, I say. Yeah. And so now he's uh, suing the creators of The Witcher 3. I think it's Project Red. Right? Yep. CD Project uh, Red. For yeah. additional monies. Yeah. Um, which, we don't. again, we don't have to get into it, but <laughs> that's what's happening. Yep. He kind of dug his own grave, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah. That's my humble opinion, and probably everybody else's, <laughs> to be honest, besides his but yeah i don't know interesting stuff with breath of the wild 2 and the dlc so i mean like i'm generally just curious how what that implies for the world mm -hmm. where like it's gonna be apparently it to some degree in the same hyrule but like expanded upon yeah but i don't want it to be in like just the exact same hyrule obviously because right. if it were dlc that would be fine for it to be like it's in the same world but here's some new additions to the world but like I don't want to just explore the same exact Hyrule again as it is. So, yeah. curious how they'll do that. And more that than regard. that, I mean, will they still introduce the Sheikah Slate? Is that going to be a, right. a returning feature? Yeah. Do you just get that right at the beginning? Like, I don't know how progression works with this kind of... Because, yeah. like, in Majora's Mask, it made sense to have the progression that we did because, you know, you just are a kid again at the end of the story, and yeah. then you fall into Termina, and you're a Deku scrub, and so you just have to, like, you know, work your way up that way. It's so like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You probably should have some more hearts than that, but whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. But for this, I don't know. Uh, they'll probably have an intro to this game where uh, Link mm -hmm. breaks all of his weapons and all of his shields. Yep. Maybe he tries to cook them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he and Zelda have been uh, shield surfing down all the mountains. Always. Yeah. That's all they really do when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I'm curious how that goes. Um, but we're we're also curious about Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. And apparently why we didn't find out about it anymore at this E3 is because of Luigi's Mansion, which seems mm. not... That seems kind of weird. So but here's the, the quote on the topic. This is so... Okay, this is coming from Nintendo Everything. They said, Nintendo's Kintsugi uh, Tanabe is working on Luigi's Mansion 3, but that's not the only important project he's involved with. Tanabe is also one of the key staffers helping to make Metroid Prime 4. 
At E3 last week, Eurogamer decided to ask if Tanabe had any sort of update on Metroid Prime 4. He gave a bit of an interesting answer, noting that he wants people to pay attention to Luigi's Mansion 3 for now. He said, I shouldn't say, it's a little tricky. To be completely honest, at this E3, I just want people to pay attention to Luigi. If I mention something about Metroid Prime 4, people will focus on that. But when the time comes, I am so ready to talk about it. Any initial thoughts on that, if that's like, oh, well, of course, or a little bit weird? <laughs> hmm. Well, at this point, since Metroid 4 has gotten pushed back, I am uh, not surprised that they're not going to talk about it. Um, I'm just like a child before Christmas. I'm just trying not to think about it, because if I think about it, it's going to make that waiting so much longer. That's true. Um, Luigi's Mansion looks cool, and my girlfriend Catherine thinks Luigi's Mansion looks cool. Nice. So, Always fun to have a yeah. game that she's interested in. Yeah, so after we're done with Mario, we might uh, move on over to that. Mm -hmm. Probably sync up pretty well. Yep. Um, but no, I thought Luigi's Mansion looked cool, and uh, as far as not talking about Metroid, I get it. It's been hyped for so long. Yeah. You don't want it to overshadow a game that is like going to come out soon yeah especially the thing that i was thinking about too is like i think to some degree i and a lot of other people were wondering if if there was going to be like a bigger game this holiday that's like a more kind of grandiose thing where mm -hmm. like i don't know luigi's mansion was a kind of smaller or like just compact game like it was important and popular and stuff but it was you know a little bit niche and a little bit compact as far as gameplay and dark moon was a handheld game so like not particularly like you know huge big so i was just expecting luigi's mansion 3 to also be kind of like a september title or something that's mm -hmm. like here's this game that we made and it's great and wonderful but not like a holiday blockbuster type game whereas the like just timing of things we don't know when that game's coming out we've got stuff all the way through it, it probably i mean at this point it's coming out within kind of the holiday range mm -hmm. of time it seems like so obviously they're like pushing it as a bigger holiday kind of game which means in that case like okay well that makes sense that they wouldn't want to have it be compared to an even bigger you know like yeah uh, because, like, they did show off Breath of the Wild, but that's something where we know that's far away no matter what, and it was new stuff, and so, like, I feel like those that can be kept separate a little bit more easily than, I guess, Luigi's Mansion 3 and Metroid Prime 4. Like, they're not that similar, but yeah. I, you're probably right that it would have overshadowed it to some degree. And maybe more than previous Luigi's Mansion titles, this one could be a good holiday thing, because mm -hmm. if you're a parent buying a game for your kids... I think there's like multiplayer in this one so it could be you know a good family thing yep. for everybody involved so a good old family thing yeah <laughs> jimmy's <laughs> luigi and sammy is <sighs> dead luigi <Yeah. laughs> i man i was watching some gameplay for it and it's like it's just cool i'm, I'm getting more and more excited about it as it goes too because i played luigi's mansion for the first time like three years ago or two years ago or something like that so like pretty recently um and played it fairly quickly or whatever so it's like not super nostalgic for me but then watching more and more gameplay of luigi's mansion 3 i was like no like i'm i'm ready for this this will be really fun and there's just some cool fun things where like um as luigi walks around he's very like mario and like Aww. you know freaked out and stuff but then when guigi pops out he's like doop -a -doop -a -doop -a -doop -a -doop, i'm guigi and like is completely confident and it's yeah. real happy and like when you look at the box art for the game that they just put out, I don't know, like yesterday or something like that. They, um, 
Luigi's like on the front with a flashlight under his face, like all freaked out and stuff. And Luigi's like dripping from the top of the screen. And yeah. I think sort of to be reminiscent of like blood, you know, on a horror mm, movie or something yeah. like that. But Luigi's face is also like, hey, <laughs> just all like happy go lucky. Like, here we go. <laughs> and that just made me so happy that like. I don't know that stuff. And there's so many secrets in that game. I forgot about that too. Just yeah, yeah. Just watching the them playing through it and stuff. There's just all these areas that are secret that you have to get to. That's cool. I'll enjoy that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. any of that, and I haven't seen the box art. But yep. uh, that sounds really good. Too bad. You're gonna have to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also going to have to play Mario Maker in touchscreen when we're holding it. All right. Segways and whatnot. Um. So news bit. Here we go. Next one is Mario Maker's coming out next week, which is really soon. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, but just kind of a weird bit of things is that when you're playing it in handheld, apparently it doesn't support the button controls anymore. You can only use the touchscreen things, which, if, I mean, it makes sense that you can use the touchscreen things, but it's just a little bit odd and like not a huge deal, but kind of weird that you can't do both at the same time um, yeah. in and of itself. Not a huge story, but just like it seems kind of indicative of the things that nintendo does a lot where they're like no this is you're you're gonna play like this <laughs> like let's go for example only being able to play with the one joy con when you're playing uh, like that kind of thing that. yep it's just silly yeah <laughs> i don't know what are your thoughts on this uh specifically on only being able to use the touch screen when you're building things sure yeah um seems like a limitation to me but uh Maybe there's something good about it. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. yeah. It's not one of the, like, I don't really care that much. It's just, it's a, more of an oddity than anything else. Like something that's barely noteworthy, but like, like, oh, interesting. And then we'll kind of move on from it. But like, I don't know. I, I just think it's funny that Nintendo seems to have like very specific and not just, I mean, there's lots of other companies that do this kind of thing as well, but especially Nintendo, I feel like has very specific ways that they want you to play like mario party not having online with friends yep that kind of a thing like or not even sorry not even online with friends just not having mario party be online at all for like the regular part of it like come mm -hmm. on it would just be just do it even if it's gonna be weird for people or people will cut out of the game or it may be a bad experience like we'll just find that out the hard way <laughs> i wonder if they make their games with like one of those shriveled monkey paws, you know, like, and we're going to make the greatest Mario Party game ever on the Switch. It'll be wonderful. And the monkey paws like, yes. And his little finger curls up, but there'll be no online play. Like, <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of monkey paws there. <laughs> that just makes me think of that Simpsons episode. The, um, you can have this doll. Yay. But it, oh, that's good. But it's cursed. Oh, that's bad. But it comes with a free frozen yogurt. Oh, that's good. But it is also cursed. Oh, that's bad. But it comes with free toppings. That's good. But it contains potassium benzoate. That's bad. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, that's a good... All right, but that's it. Uh, a little bit more, Mario, as we close up the news bits for today. There's not a lot of news this week because, um, oh, I guess Dr. Mario World was announced, but that that's kind of related to my video, so we'll talk about that in a minute in that context. Um, but E3 was last week, so it makes sense that there's not a lot of news. If anything comes out on Friday, by the way, too, uh, we're recording on Thursday, so we're not going to talk about Friday stuff because we don't know the future except for we are going to talk about friday stuff right now friday um, it's amazing that they announced um 
Pokemon Scooby Doo. Yeah, I love Pokemon Scooby Doo. Unexpected crossover. Yeah. That amiibo looks great. Yep, it sure does. It's almost as good as the fact that it's going to be on Xbox only. Yep. Original Xbox <laughs> from back in 2001 <laughs> or whenever it was. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So Pokemon Scooby. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, so the last news bit. This isn't. It's not even particularly newsy. But earlier this week, um, somebody released uh, the website is InfernoPlus.com, and it's a Mario Battle Royale. Whoa. <laughs> so it's like completely not affiliated with Nintendo in the legal sense. And he's like, it's probably going to get taken down, but. <laughs> It took me like three weeks to make it, so I just did it. I admire um, that. Yeah, it, 100%. So it's you go to the website, and it's Mario 1, um, and you and 75 other players are just racing to the end of one full world. So not the whole oh. game, but like, so yeah, it's like class SMB1, I guess. So like original, original Mario. Can you see the other players? You can see the other players. They're just okay. like kind of invisible to you they can in, you in, both interact with the world but not with yeah. each other so so, so if yeah. i jump on a platform on one of those ropes that starts to sink then their platform will also begin to sink that's a good i, I think they actually they disabled the plat the rope platform so those okay. are gone but like enemies for example so like koopas you can like Ooh. jump on a koopa hit the shell back and like and take out some people okay um gotcha. so but you play through i've only seen worlds one two three five and bonus world which i didn't even know that was a thing but it's hard um mm. i've only seen those even be in there and world five is like pretty hard just by itself to where i was watching some people playing it and just by the end of the first level of world five it went from 75 players to like nine like Whoa. everybody just died so just making it to the end of that one um but so the first three players get like first second and third place and then um anybody else just yeah. walks into a lava pit at the end and they lose <laughs> um so and then some other things about it that are fun so like if you get a star then you're suddenly in everybody's game. And if you just walk into oh, somebody else, no. so some people will like get a star, go to the top of like, you can climb up a uh, vine to go onto some cloud platforms yep. and they'll just stand right there where everybody spawns. If they go up. The oh gosh, vine. that's so bad. <laughs> it's great. <Yeah. laughs> and I enjoy it a lot, but yeah, if you want to see any of that, I mean, you can just go play it. It's it, unless it got taken down already. Um, it's just up there, but, um, Otherwise, uh, Graham Pooh Bear, who's a Mario Maker streamer, and Ryu Carr, who's also a Mario Maker streamer, who I follow both of them, they both put up some videos of them playing it, and it's just funny. That and sounds really time. great. Yeah. If, if you all also want to play something similar that might not get shut down spontaneously, <laughs> mm -hmm. Chicken Run is a game that I enjoy. and Ultimate uh, Chicken Horse? Oh, let's say Chicken, <laughs> chicken Run. Runs was, the movie, you yeah, silly. Yeah, I love that game, <laughs> and you know what it is? There was probably a game of Chicken Run, not going to lie. It like probably most was. movies had games, right? Yeah. Not most movies. Yeah. But, you but know Ultimate I mean. Chicken Horse is what I meant. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so accessible. Even if you do bad, you're still having a great time. Yep. So it sounds just very similar. It kind of scratches the same edge of what you're talking about. I, but, yeah, I think so. But I digress. <laughs> that Mario thing sounds pretty cool yep. and just like nonsense fun. Absolutely. Out of curiosity, what would be... So, AJ and Logan talked about this a while ago before I even was did anything with the podcast. I just hung out and listened to it cool. and just was like, wow, what a bunch of cool humans that 
whatever. Uh, <laughs> so they talked about like what games could be battle royals. I was curious. Hmm. Are there any games or franchises that you think would be fun as oh, a battle royale that you know isn't? I wish I. You should have posed this question earlier. I should have. But now you're on the spot. Here, I'll talk. I'll talk about mine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can't even remember. I think I at least commented this on the video where they talked about it back in the day. Um, and I don't remember if one of them had said something about it. But Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. or something akin to Ooh. that. Yeah, would be like because there's not a lot of melee battle royale type games. Yeah, and that would just be like just really fun. Where I, I don't agree. care about shooting, and most of them are shooting. Um, there's one, maybe it's Realm Royale. I don't know. That has more like magic powers and stuff. And okay. so I would just cool. like one in like a fantasy setting where there's like swords and you know Skyrimy or witchery or Zelda or whatever, but like swords bow and arrow and like maybe yeah. some magic stuff thrown in there yeah would be lots of fun so for I, context for listeners i have not played any battle royale um i, I think same. i've tried some but it was very bad i and think i tried fortnite like three yeah. times in a row and was like yep don't care <laughs> i tried um i can only think of anthem which is not apex legends apex legends yeah. yes yeah. i tried that one and was definitely drawn in by it but could not dedicate the time to mm-hmm. like enjoy myself yeah um so this is my answer is coming from someone like that um before i even get to mine i just want to revisit the breath of the wild one that sounds i think it lends itself very well you could do invincibility frames on your dodge jumps yep um the durability on weapons i think would be great because you can like find some really strong stuff but you can't kill everybody with it Mm -hmm. um and with the exploratory you know like climb anything glide places ah all that just lends itself well (laughs) to like an open Battle Royale, so I can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about that. But you asked me the question, so let me think of something. Uh, overcooked Battle Royale. Oh, man alive. Yep. We cooked so many things too much. Yep, that's right. How would you win or lose an overcooked? An overcooked Battle Royale? Yeah. Um, like, what's... Are you, like, actually hitting each other? Or is it, like, doing some game mechanics wrong, you lose, or something like that? I don't know. Curious. Could, could be a lot of different things. Maybe uh-huh. it's the first person to build something really complicated, like mm-hmm. a wedding cake to, like, exacting specifications. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're also doing that in uh, an active volcano <laughs> or something. So there will be casualties. There will be casualties. Um, and, you know, if a cleaver finds its way into somebody's something, then who am I to say that that's... So true. Yeah, right. Or, you know, any any manner of things. Yeah. <laughs> Overcooked Battle Royale. There Check you go. for it. Friday. Coming soon. Oh, wow. What a sneaky word that sometimes means in three years. <laughs> I love the games that like were announced for Switch before the Switch came out. And they're like, they'll be coming soon. And then just absolutely never showed up. Like, Steep was one for a long time. It was like, that's, that's going to come out. Yeah. Ne- that never happened. Um, that is the... Yeah. Um, it's like me with some evening plans after <laughs> after work. Like, I'll be coming soon. Three hours later, I'm, I'm on the way. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah, I, uh, I'm, yep, gonna stop that there. Stop that tra- train of thought. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about with that, like, Hunger Games is like the classic, hmm. just, you know, fictional battle royale type thing. And we don't really have any games that are like that. 
Really, you like they're all kind of. I like that. That's more survival oriented. Like yeah. that would take place. I mean, not in game days, right. but um, yeah, and almost environmental kind of like, setup. Exactly, like environmental player. things, like more setting traps kinds mm, of things. Because yeah. like I feel like when you describe when somebody describes uh, PUBG to me, I think they said it's like Hunger Games, but like with guns and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well, shut up about the guns. Just like it's just like Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't. I only. I think I watched the first two movies, maybe, and it was, I mean, it was cool and fun and all that stuff, but um, just the being able to, like, poison people or, like, yeah, set traps or, like, having special skills like camouflage and blah, blah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Any of those kinds of things where there's, like, more extra abilities or something would just be yep. really fun, where it's more diverse. I agree. That sounds very cool. Yep. I think one just kind of came to mind yeah. is like playing the opposite side of that mm-hmm. one popular thing about battle royales i think is that they can be played relatively quickly like round yeah. by round by round whereas a survival thing i think lends itself more to the long game because mm. you're like gathering resources trying to wait stuff out yep so those games might take longer than people might think you could keep attention or something that's a good point my, just not to shoot it down because i think it sounds cool yeah but sometimes what we think sounds cool isn't actually cool like being able to design a mario level using joy cons true yeah it's I'm, dumb and lame it's good for us to not get that yeah i mean if unless it's on the tv in which case that's exactly what we need of course but if it's i mean if if we have it in our hand and there's the joy cons and the screen so, just so close to each other yeah when Pro- they're too close to each other you can't you can't mix those. It's probably a safety hazard. It really is. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. People have died. I sprained my wrist. Oh, died. Wow. Not doing that. Just people have died. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't so, argue with that. Just saying. <laughs> people also did not die watching the videos this week. I don't know. What a thing. Uh, that was all the news. Great, great old times. Um, and then, yeah, this is the part of the show where when you watch mine or AJ's videos and you leave some comments, we like to talk about some of those comments because it's a community-driven show and all that stuff. And so it's just fun to kind of go on about what y'all said and yins and stuff. Um, so AJ's not here, so we're not going to do the ones from his because we just don't typically do that. But you guys left some cool comments on my video, which if you left some after like 6 p.m. Central Time on the day that it came out, then they didn't exist yet. So by the time we started doing this, so we've got the ones from before that, or a couple of them. All right, so uh, first one that we're going to read from Benjamin Aquino. uh, Left some cool stuff. Let's read this here. So he said, I absolutely love this video and agree 100%. Wow, great comment. Um, Let's digest that for a minute. (laughs) I'm just kidding. so, oh yeah, the topic of the video, I guess, to talk about it too, it was Nintendo mobile games. Um, yep. And how, I don't know. Well, Mitch, first questions, any like, not to just be like, what do you think? Do you agree? But like, just mm-hmm. in general, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the topic aside from video aside? On Nintendo mobile games? Yeah, I don't know. Just whatever. Like, the premise was that they're not made specifically for Nintendo yeah. fans. I, oh, I know what the premise I watched the video. I <laughs> yes. know. I, just, I know you know. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so when I hear mobile games, there's a stigma on that for me personally Mm -hmm. um for multiple reasons a lot of the cool ones i got into had like an energy kind of thing where i was throttled on how much i could play Mm -hmm. which 
I am usually a power gamer. <laughs> I, I have most of the consoles and stuff. I don't have a PC that's gaming worthy, but uh-huh. uh, I went to that phone game and really tried to, I was just frustrated yeah. because I was getting throttled. So um, I know that's not what Nintendo has on their uh, Dr. Mario planned, right? It it's actually stars. is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, well, then I clearly didn't pay close enough <laughs> attention when no, I was watching I, the video. I might not have talked about that in terms of the mechanics, but yeah, it's got same kind of like, honestly, when there'll be a comment talking about this, but like mechanics wise, not gameplay mechanics wise, but like meta kind of mm-hmm. wise, it pretty much if you played Candy Crush at all, it's like similar kind of setup as far as like monetization and all that kind of stuff. It's freemium. It is freemium, yeah. Okay, and heard then, you say that. Uh, and, but yeah, you run out, like if you lose enough okay. levels, you'll run out of stamina or whatever and have to start again. Um, but yeah, so here, we'll read Benjamin's comment and get into that. So he yeah. says, uh, I just had a debate on Twitter in regards to this very thing and thought it was silly that people are so shocked that Nintendo is yet again doing a free-to-play game with microtransactions. Just as you mentioned, Nintendo did try to give us a game at flat cost, and they did not profit well from that. If people who own the Nintendo Switch just took a step back and understood that these mobile games are not aimed at them, I don't think there would be as many people upset. On a side note, how dare you not include Mitomo as their first game? LOL. I can understand why, however, I personally loved it. Used it every day to send my boyfriend cute messages and me photos. I actually still have the icon on my phone that I won't delete. I wish Nintendo would at least give us a me photo app. (laughs) And then a prayer hands emoji. Um, Good stuff. Honestly... (laughs) I don't really totally. I didn't know totally what Mitomo was. I could have done extra research, but I was like, I don't know enough about it to talk about it. Well, so sure. I've personally never heard of it, but there you if go. you enjoyed it, then I'm glad it was made. Yes. Benjamin, that sounds excellent. One hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and I totally understand where you're coming from on that. I earlier just moments ago mentioned that I was frustrated with the energy mechanic, mm-hmm. and uh, I think like the video said, it was just not really made for me. But yep. It's, uh, I'm glad they exist. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. The, I mean, yeah, again, kind of premise of the video, if you watch the video, you know, kind of my thoughts on it, but like, I think the thing is we talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago with Mario Kart tour as well. Yeah. It's there. Nintendo's just trying to invite new people in instead of getting the ones that already care, which on some hand, I mean, on one hand, you sort of feel like, oh, that sucks because that's, you know, I don't know, annoying because, like, I am their fan, so why aren't they making more mm. stuff for me? But it's like, no, they're they're making a lot of stuff for you, <laughs> and it's specifically for you, and that's the point. And it's not also taking away any resources. I saw that comment somewhere before making the video that, like, why are they doing this stupid stuff with Dr. Mario World? It's like taking money away from, you know, being able to make other games or time away from that, but which is not the case because they're partnering with DNA and uh, what cyber games, SciTech, whatever. Um, some like specifically mobile game developers, they're outsourcing it to them mm-hmm. and then working with them like closely as overseeing it, but not actually doing, you know, actual stuff with it. So yeah. Um, but great comment, Benjamin. Uh, and then this next one, just kind of piggybacking off of that. Uh, and talking about Candy Crush earlier, this is why I didn't say much about it just yet. Uh, Juan Rodriguez says, why does everyone compare the Dr. Mario mobile game to Candy Crush? They're nothing alike. It plays seemingly like Dr. Mario, but from the bottom up, more of a Puyo Tetris vibe. So, um, Mitch, I guess no specific thoughts on this, maybe curious before I go into saying a bunch of things. (laughs) 
Well, it sounds like people are comparing it to Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> Just other, in the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. Other than the energy mechanic, I understand where Juan is coming from. Yeah. It doesn't really seem similar to Candy Crush yep. other than, I mean, you're looking at a board, yep. I guess. Um, I hope you don't confuse pills with candy. <laughs> those are not the same people. I, there was a lady that was like our grandma away from home when I was growing up, and she had a jar with cough drops in it, and I was always like looked at it longingly <laughs> like, man, I want that candy, but I could and it was cough drops anyway yeah. so which, why would you have just a giant jar of cough drops I said, I don't know. you'll understand when you're old that, I already do <laughs> um, so but Juan great question I think it has in my opinion it has less to do with the specific mechanics of the game like the gameplay stuff because you're right it's a lot more I wouldn't even necessarily say of a Tetris thing as much as like pretty close to Puyo Puyo in a lot of ways but um, it's a match three, so in that sense, it is kind of like Candy Crush. But at least um, how I think of it is of Nintendo's games on a pacing level, it's by far the closest to Candy Crush, where like you can play one level at a time mm. or like hop in for, you know, just try the same level over and over again, pass that one, get to the next level. Like that same kind of thing. Whereas, um, and it's also a puzzle game, like of Mario's pre existing franchises, it's the one that's like, I mean, it's pretty much Candy Crush outside of it just being a different game, you know, um, in the same way that you'd probably compare playing Tetris and playing Candy Crush to each other. Um, I don't know, or something like or even like Tetris or sorry, uh, Candy Crush and like Angry Birds, like you could compare them to each other as being similar in a different way than they are from like Clash of Clans, which is just completely different as far as gameplay goes. But they feel like the same kind of you know, void of like sort of puzzly kind of a thing. Yeah. And then it's, you know, just similarly the mechanics of the metagame where like you've got life and you have to buy power ups and blah, blah, blah. Like that kind of stuff is pretty much looks identical to Candy Crush. And like if you use fewer resources, you'll fill up three, you know, you get three stars instead of one star, two stars or something along those lines. That Those are my thoughts. So that makes sense. Great point, Juan. I think some people might be talking about it in a different way than I am, but at least when I talk, compare the two, it's more on that front instead. So good point. All right. And then last but not least, we got seven with a very, very long comment. He actually left three comments. Um, and I'm just reading one of them. <laughs> so, but here we go. So to actually answer, actually, actually answer the question though, here's an anecdote. My P, my dad used to be a PC gamer, but when he got sick, he didn't have the strength to sit at his desk anymore. Eventually he became paralyzed and bedridden. So the only real form of entertainment he had was mobile games like Cut the Rope and Angry Birds. I had an Xbox 360, but his arms would get tired from holding the controller and he'd drop it easily. We also couldn't afford to get him a modified setup since his medical expenses, my studies, and just everyday survival came first. Besides that, the last months of his life never left the hospital, so he wouldn't have been able to use it anyway. So he used the rest of his so he used to rest his tablet on his knees and spend hours on the little time management and strategy games that reminded him of the RTSs he used to love on PC. Had he lived to see it, I'm sure he would have loved the Switch, though. He could have played in tabletop mode with detached Joy-Cons and the straps so that they wouldn't break when he lost his grip. Having grown up in a gaming household, my dad, two older brothers, and me, experiencing games on all sorts of devices, each with their own pros and cons, I don't have much of a problem with mobile games as most people do. Although I find myself playing games on phone less and less now that I have a Switch and can therefore always take my console quality games with me, and before that, 
I preferred my 3DS since that went everywhere with me too. But before that, in the 18 months after my dad passed, my GBA was busted and I had sold my DS to help my mom pay off debts as we were battling with the state to release his pension. Having a beat up yet internet capable phone, which I needed for research since I am still was still in undergrad, helped Uh, helped kept me sane during breaks in late night study sessions and gave me another small connection to the man whom I owe uh, much of what makes me not only the gamer, but the person I am today. Goodness. That's man. That's really, what's the word I'm looking for? Heart wrenching. Just beautiful. Yeah. It's (laughs) all the above. Have much to add to that. Seven. I hope things are going better for you now. And I'm really happy to hear that gaming was a good way for you and your dad to bond and for your dad to get to enjoy some time. Uh, that's, that's great. Yeah, no, that's, I just, I'll, I'll say as just an aside too, I, nothing makes me, I've still got both my parents in and incredibly thankful for that but nothing like in movies or tv or songs or whatever like nothing makes me cry faster than stuff with parents and like having parents that you have a good relationship with is just not always the case and is just really cherished so that's really uh great to hear um but incredibly sorry for your loss but uh, obviously mobile games on a you know slightly lighter net that's great that that was able to keep you guys having that kind of relationship and that he was able to play those kinds of games that's really really cool um yeah and i think that's something too that like just even you know even nintendo with this whole thing making games for anybody that couldn't play console games but do love nintendo franchises even if they're not the same like that's really cool that you know to be able to do something that would kind of expand past um just what you know not everybody even has the money to buy a switch or anything like that so (laughs) just doing stuff like that is just is really neat um so seven Thank you for your comment. I appreciate it a lot. Um, and with that, I think we're going to move away from that video and get into the last bit of the segment. By the way, probably this week's going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, Mitch, normally AJ and I talk for like two hours, which is oh. a very long time. Um, but we just we also get on lots of tangents because, you know, that's just how things go. Um, but we're not going to probably go quite that long today. But we do have a backlog of a lot of questions and stuff like that, because last week we didn't get to the questions. I don't remember what I had going on, but I had something happening to where I had to leave. So whatever that's all about. Oh, yeah. You were coming over last week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to ruin it. <laughs> no, it's fine. So, yeah, Mitch Mitch came over to help me move stuff so that we could um, uh, get our floors put back together, which it all is now, and is fan-friggin-tastic. So, here's some questions from the Discord. If you want to ask us some questions, not that you have to, just because it's a fun old time, um, it's usually the same, probably like 10 or so people that ask us questions, and it's not because they're like... I want to hear my name read so much as just, <laughs> ah, it's just fun. <laughs> I think at least, I don't know. But um, yeah, so, but if you want to ask some questions, we'll just have a good old time with it. So these are from Discord. Uh, a couple of these are from last week, and then we'll get to some from this week. So uh, these first couple are from last week. Uh, Striker XL, what's up, Striker? All of the Nintendo, okay, well, AJ had also asked, what were your favorite announcements from E3? Because it was around nice. E3 time. What were your favorite announcements from E3, Mitch? Man, we watched some E3 stuff together, specifically Nintendo, which we did. was very cool. And even moments after it, I think you asked me, and I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it felt like, you guys have probably heard this, like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. Like, there's just so much stuff that you miss. Um, I, gosh, I don't know if I could really say. I, like I said earlier, I'm kind of an all-console gamer, mm-hmm. so... Um, 
the Halo. I'm super excited for yep. the next installment of Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very excited for Elden Ring mm-hmm. from Software's new thing. And on the Nintendo side of things, um, man, I'm probably going to get like two of those voucher passes because yeah, we've know. got Fire Emblem coming up, mm-hmm. uh, Demon X Machina I'm interested in, mm-hmm. Astral Chain, Pokemon, so uh, any of those. Uh, Too just, bad this year mm. sucks for games and there's nothing good coming out. Is that what people are saying? No. They should. So, <laughs> I, I did hear some, I mean, it's been paced weird where like... On the Switch, at least, there wasn't much first-party stuff came out the first half of the year, but then yep. this second half of the year just drowning in it. It's crazy. That makes it. Also, I feel like I have one more I just thought of. Yeah. Uh, Iceborne for Monster Ooh, Hunter. Oh, yes. I so wish that that could be on <laughs> Switch for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Generations XX is on Switch, which uh-huh. if that's your only Monster mm-hmm. Hunter outlet, go check that out. But that is one of my most beloved franchises. So much time into that. Yep. Um, you've accidentally already answered two of the questions. Oh, not in shoot. a bad way. No, 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 not in a bad way. It's just funny because you've already talked about them. Well, I mean, we'll talk about them more in detail okay. when it comes to you. But I was just like, Great. <laughs> it was the ones that earlier I was saying to you, like, there's some questions I think ah, that are like cool. good. Cause... Well, then I'll stop. <laughs> no, we can good. get to them later. Uh, it's just funny. Uh, but yeah, so Striker, back to your comment. Sorry about that. Um, sorry I had to talk to stupid old Mitch over here. Uh, Striker says, all the Nintendo announcements were my favorite. Not Nintendo, I would say the reveal announcement of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Yes! Oh my so gosh! Uh, it was just a good old time. What a great, so good. Just what a sweet little person. Just a quality human. Yep. Um, and then also said Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is a system seller, and I would even consider buying an Xbox One X for this, or wait for the next gen to come out. Curious striker, if you have an Xbox One already and you'd be upgrading to an X, or if you'd be getting it for the first time completely, because I'm curious about that. Yeah, that is all. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, are you interested in Cyberpunk 2077? Oh, yeah. I mean, same people who made The Witcher. Yeah, so I'm interested right. in playing it and yeah. not finishing it, just like, <laughs> just like The Witcher. And you like like futuristic-y sci-fi type stuff, right? So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right in my alley. Yep. I'm very excited. I hate excited. the future. I wish we could just stop right now. Yep. I don't know what that beep noise was, but whatever. Um, yes, that game looks really cool. There's, I will not have a thing to play it on, so it's not going to happen. But nevertheless, it looks cool. Uh, Justin says, uh, Final Fantasy... Hey, yeah. he does. Cool. Final mm. Fantasy VIII Remaster was my favorite... Wait, no. Yeah, Remaster. Um, was my favorite announcement of the conference. So Justin does like Final Fantasy VIII. So good. Just like you do. Yep. Uh, one, because Final Fantasy VIII was the game that made me care about video games. Wow, yeah. what a turnaround. Two, because I hear I heard so many rumors that the reason why we had already remastered almost every other Final Fantasy game but VIII was because VIII source code was lost and the idea of remastering it was completely gone. I really like most of Square's show, but honestly, it's still weird for me to have so many Western IPs because of the Crystal dynamics edios editions hmm. true um doop 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 just odd for a company that seems so historically niche niche je, niche whatever japanese to all of a sudden start p- peddling tomb raiders and avengers yeah i mean i can see that because when when did tomb raider stuff stop being i don't really know stop being not i guess with the when it first came back with because the there was the trilogy i guess that came out more recently over the past i don't know four or five years or so and i guess the first one of those was when square enix started owning it is that right do you happen to know i do not know cool. i don't know either do not know um but i guess that's probably about the case is just like the new series of it or whatever and then like i imagine that's also when they got like 
probably with those studios was when Just Cause started happening. And like, that's also Western. Yeah, I mean, I see what you mean, Justin. Like, just, it's odd that Square's doing that. But it's also weird. I feel like even in their JRPGs, they're starting to lean kind of more Western with... Um, like Final Fantasy 15 and that kind of stuff being more action based than turn based and stuff like that. But I don't know. That's, that's all I know about that. <laughs> got you. Oh, I got to say this, yeah. Justin, Parker and I were talking about this before the, we started recording, I think during mic check or something. Final Fantasy eight is also my favorite final fantasy. I think we might even Ma- say it on the podcast. So you should say we? even more time. I I'm going to. Okay. Well, do it. Yes. Either way. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, seven is a lot of people's fate, which is fine, <laughs> but, uh, I just, I want you to know that there are other people out there who also love eight as much as you. Yeah. How much do I have? Like one, minute to say okay as much time as you want i don't care great so i was playing i played through it two or three times the very first time was uh i was pretty young playing it on the playstation one so around the time it first came out and um i made it to the third disc there were four discs in this game and um i i really identified with squall the main character of the game because i was a pretty shy kid and squall is relatively reserved and he's surrounded by people who care about him very much but he was not very outgoing and there's a point of the game where he kind of decides to uh you know he gets resolved and he becomes outgoing and decides to like risk things for his friends and uh one perhaps for biscuits as well he risks it for the biscuit what a lovely person in the uk that's a cookie and in here in the u.s it's something different <laughs> yep well there is a biscuit that he especially liked and Yo, that liked him i believe it yes uh, her name was rhinoa what a biscuit <laughs> yep and uh she i was at the point in the game where uh she had kind of gotten like kidnapped and i was at that boss battle where you're trying to rescue her mm-hmm. and i think i was playing during a storm and my power went out <laughs> and my memory card got corrupted no! and i just could not bring myself to get back to that point in the game so forever for for years after that point I was stuck in that moment where, like, Squall was trying to rescue Rhinoa, but never like, did in it. in the game you were stuck, or also, like, just mentally stuck? You were just, like, caught up in that moment I, I had for years. I had an unresolved thing. Like, yeah. I, I didn't save Rhinoa. And yeah. so, when I went back and played it on my PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. I, like, I, I saved her. Oh, I, yeah. Anyway, it, it just felt really good. Yeah. So. In addition to that being one of my first RPGs, um, that moment kind of solidifies mm. it as one of my favorites and like definitely stand out. Now, now that you've saved Rhinoa, you are a real hero. Yep. Plus Ultra. Plus Ultra. <laughs> I love All Might. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite character, by the way? In My Hero Academia? Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe All Might. I know. Oh. I feel bad picking one who's that like not niche. I feel like it's lame to pick one of mm-hmm. the main main characters. Yeah. But um, I admire All Might mm-hmm. for being able to like smile in adversity when he <laughs> knows that like things are not going super well yep. or he doesn't feel like it. You know. I think that's something that we could apply to ourselves that's at times. That's a very true thing. Yeah. So I, I admire that I about like All Might. A lot, Ashley's favorite is Todoroki, and I feel like he's the... Oh man, I don't even know what example of a... 
he's he's like the si- almost side character that he's like he's not a side character, but sure. he's you know the not Deku that is most people's favorite. So I also really like Todoroki, but I'm like, no, he's not my favorite. Um, just <laughs> because it's Ashley's favorite. Yeah, the same reason that like if she's getting like today we went through Culver's and she got an <laughs> just or uh, AJ get ready for this. She got an Oreo and um, Oreo and raspberry. That's gross. Raspberry. No. Mitch! No! <laughs> Mitch doesn't like any food, though, so it's in I his... photosynthesize. Yeah, it's... he does. Um, he only eats chicken, that's all. I mean, or plain foods. Literally plain <laughs> foods, but nevertheless. He's not being mean. He's just he's just right. <laughs> so, but we got um, Oreo, and she got an Oreo and raspberry shake, or mix, or whatever, and I was like, that's what I was going to get, too. So I got an Oreo, and and raspberry with chocolate base instead of vanilla because I was like I just don't want to get the same thing for some weird reason like we just I just prefer not to get the same thing as somebody else around me so for similar reasons hmm. I think Todoroki aside from anybody else maybe would be my favorite but instead yeah. um, maybe Tokiyama the um, you have to remind me which one that is he's, uh, I also could be getting his name a little bit wrong but he's the bird guy with the darkness oh cool yeah the yeah. shadow dude Tokiyama? Yeah, I, I think that's it. You could say almost anything. I, <laughs> I love the show, but I, I don't know all their yeah. names. I try to, especially because you don't really, like, you mostly watch it and, like, sometimes well, you and I talk about it, but, like, yeah. Ashley and I talk about it. Like, we'll watch it a bunch and talk about it more. So, like, at this point, I can name probably half of the main, like, Class 1A-ish. Yep. But, yeah, there's still a lot that, like, I don't know what the animal dude's name is. Or the oh. sugar guy, whatever. Oh. If you don't watch My Hero, this is like the weirdest conversation, <laughs> but I don't know, whatever. It's, we're at this point in the podcast now where, where that's a thing. Um, so yeah, Justin, uh, going back to that comment, I also agree. I'm curious about how the, if they found the source file, like I hope stories mm, about yeah. this come out. If they found the source file or if they literally like somehow remade it. Somehow, like um, something I wonder too. People download ROMs of other games, so it seems to me like theoretically, could they have? I don't know anything about game development, obviously, but is it possible that they ripped their own ROM somehow from mm. the game and remastered based off of that? Like took the models from it and then. Interesting. You I know, don't know just either. Just a thought, but yeah, or they just made it from scratch and made it look just didn't work as hard on it as they did <laughs> seven. <laughs> I, I will say not to disparage it at all, yeah. but uh, after seeing the Final Fantasy seven yeah. footage, when I heard it was going to be remastered, <laughs> I watched the trailer and I was like, man, I can't wait to see the graphics when they remaster it. Yep. <laughs> but I, I think that was it. <laughs> and then someone pointed out to me, man, you really got to go back and yeah. look at the PlayStation. And uh, yeah. That's the thing is there's so many of these games that... Uh, AJ actually mentioned this in his video on Tuesday because he did one on Banjo 3E and how they should make that and various things. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Um, but he talked about making the game like essentially like making the game like how we remember banjo kazooie to be Mm. but not how it actually was and like i think the same goes for just a lot of other things like if you go back to super mario 64 you'll be like oh wow this is actually not quite as crisp as i remembered it to be or you know that kind of stuff or i'll see i don't know even like crash bandicoot or a lot of these kind especially platformers i think is is a big thing where you I'll play like a newer Crash Bandicoot. I mean, or I'll just the, the remake, and then I remember going back to 
seeing a model of a Crash Bandicoot game that wasn't the original three and was like an in-between one in like early 2000s or something. And I was like, wow, that model's really bad. But it was technically like, oh, it was way better than the original one, kind of. But the original one was just so bad that you could sort of impose yeah. <laughs> stuff onto it. Um, but it's also because in my mind, I'm still used to what we actually have now, which is like, yeah, that's just the way it was. But if you go back and look at it, like, no, it was it was pretty bad. That's a good so, point. Yeah, it's a good point. Interesting things. Uh, next comment. Crunch Topher says, anything you were surprised to be excited by? I assume at E3. Yeah. Uh, so for me, Astral Chain was mm. up there. When yep. I saw the first footage for it, I really didn't quite understand what was going on. And um, I do like JRPGs, mm -hmm. but sometimes I can't really get into the plot. Like yeah. it just seems a little maybe generic or nonsensical occasionally to me personally. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Um, yeah. It, anyway, but what I saw at E3, when yeah. I saw gameplay and stuff, I am very excited for that now. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Yeah, that was... I think same for that one. Less like I was still I'm I was kind of like uh, I don't know about it and then when I saw it I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know. But I think the one that I was most surprised by was actually Luigi's Mansion 3. Like people were really excited about that when it got announced last year in September and I was like, cool. I'm very happy for other people that that got announced, but didn't particularly care one way or another. But the more I saw about it, especially like through the gameplay and things, I was like, oh, I want to play this game. Me, Parker, the one and only me. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. I hear you on that one. Yeah. Luigi's a good one. Yeah. I feel like there was something else, too, that I was kind of surprised by. Um, I will say, while you're thinking about that, the mm -hmm. opposite effect, I think, to a degree, yeah. for the Fire Emblem game. Oh. Um, I think it wasn't quite exactly what I was imagining, specifically uh -huh. with the battling portion of it. I, oh. I don't know what I was imagining, um, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, be I'm almost. I'm a bit daunted just because Ooh, there's yeah. a lot that you can do. Right. Maybe I was hoping for a more casual mm. turn-based type thing. I've been playing some Wargroove, and that's been good. It's mm -hmm. been a while since I played it, yeah. but um, that's been a great game. Yep. I think uh, when I get in the right mood, I'll mm. be more prepared for Fire Emblem. And like I said earlier, I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah. But um, yeah. especially because you watch the treehouse stuff on it, right? With I like, did. okay, yeah, no, because I I'm with you there. There's a lot of I've I've never played a Fire Emblem game myself. This is going to be my first one, and um, I I think this is the first time. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Um, I'll do some research anyway because I'm sure I'll be talking about this game when it's closer to coming out. But uh, I'm pretty sure this is the first one where there's been like an overworld as it were essentially and where you can do all this stuff like through the school and, and all that stuff so i do wonder how exactly the story progressed like i think through some cutscenes and that kind of stuff but i could be wrong like i've not seen all that much gameplay of older ones but um all the stuff that you can do in there does seem very daunting <laughs> yeah <laughs> where it's like you can yeah you know, like training all the people and i don't what game does it remind me of um I don't know. Something. Reminded me a little bit of XCOM. I don't know oh, if that's had okay. a chance to come to Nintendo. I don't think it mm -hmm. has. Um, but you have a hub world where mm -hmm. you can train soldiers. You can even name the soldiers mm -hmm. after people you know, yep. which I have done to increase my <laughs> attachment to them. Have you named any of them, Parker? I have. Did and, they die? And you have not died. No. Yeah. Our friend Rob died. A yeah. horrible death. And I uh, feel very bad about it, Rob. So <laughs> XCOM is, is like Fire Emblem in that there's a difficulty where if one of your characters die, then there's no bringing that character back which is difficult i enjoy that portion because it makes your actions feel like they have some weight to them yep. 
Uh, of course, you can mitigate this by save scumming. You know, yeah. you save before every turn, and then if someone dies, just reload the save. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy games like that. Yep. And with the Fire Emblem having so much to do, um, I'm also the kind of gamer where I like to min-max uh-huh. if I can right. and, and kind of go hard. So but if there's something to do, I will probably do it. And yep. if there's something to explore, I will probably explore it. So if there's too much to do, gaming can feel like a chore and yep. not a relaxing thing. I feel exactly what you're talking about. I maybe xenoblade is a little bit what i'm thinking of i don't know there's some there's some other game where exactly what you said where it's like there's so many things to do and i just feel like overwhelmed by all these like options and stuff that i don't have to do but like i feel like i'm supposed to at the same time right um because like at this point there's so many games coming out that i don't have really time for games that are like that Required to be my only game for a while. Yes. <laughs> you know, like when Breath of the Wild came out, 100%. That's like, that was the only game I had on Switch at all for a long time. So that was fine. But then um, at this point, yeah, it's just harder to do that. Which the next question actually is uh, 2DS asks Fire Emblem, hype or no, in your opinions? Yeah. That's what we're already talking yeah. about. Look at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I think my general consensus for it is I'm excited about it. Um, I'm just choosing to not be worried about all these things. I'm I'm going to get it anyway, and then we'll find out. Maybe I'll... Yeah, I just don't know how necessary all this stuff is going to be that's going to be so daunting or time-consuming yeah. or whatever. Right. That, that game is coming out like two or three days before my airplane trip, so mm. it might be a great time for it. That's a good point. Um, yeah, it, it all depends on how much time I have available because yeah. I would love to sink the time into it. Yeah. But it's just like you said. Yeah. Do you have the time? Yeah. Does the gameplay of the like the battling part of it seem like what you thought it was pretty much? Uh, yeah, it's, I think so. It's hard to tell until you yeah, get in there. I guess so. I think. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of, I mean, like similar to Wargroove, you know, just tactics, RPG kind of thing. Oh, I remember a little bit. Well, maybe not. I tried to play Disgaea 5 because there was a demo for it back in the day um, when that first came out. And that was one that felt like every minute, like, I think you were supposed to just have already played to some degree Mm. Disgaea 1, 2, 3, and 4 to where it just was like, all right, we're going to get you back into the mechanics, but here's a catch up for everybody. And so it was like, here's this thing and that thing and that thing, that thing and that thing and that thing. And it was just like so much stuff that like all these mechanics that I just felt lost really fast and had all these characters. And I was like, I don't know what to do with any of you, who to put where, what's going on. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was a thing. And the UI wasn't great either to where it was like, I want to do, I just want to save. Let me, let me <laughs> save. Like, and I didn't know how to do that. Or I, I don't know if it was saving, but it was something along those lines where I was oh, like, gosh. Ugh. But um, compare so, that to Xenoblade 2's 14 hour <laughs> tutorial. Honestly, <laughs> even that like, like 50 hours the last tutorial to get literally the 50 hour mark goodness but at least that one felt like paced better where it was like okay yeah you've got the hang of this here's a bunch more stuff where like you're like oh still more things but i yeah i enjoyed xenoblade um that's a story for another day but i liked it blah, but yes blah. fire emblem i am conflicted and hyped <laughs> good one um grimhane What's up, Graham Hain? Asks, now that AJ the nerd-ish hater is gone, um, there's... Oh. Yeah. Ooh, calling him out. No, seriously, there's a lot... Like, anytime Diablo comes out or whatever, AJ's like, that's some nerd stuff. And, which, I mean, all of this is nerd stuff. But it's like, you know, more 
anything more like fantasy based or whatever is like not really his dig for the most part besides like zelda and just a couple of other one-off ones um which is very fine because yeah. that's stuff that I typically happen to enjoy. So now that AJ the nerd-ish hater is gone, Monster Hunter specifically made for Switch speculation? Mm. Maybe in 2020? Question mark? Specifically for Switch, so like no other consoles. Um, w- Try might have been only on the Wii. I don't remember. There's Okay, well, so, I mean, Monster Hunter 4, for example, that was just on the... Um, I think there were a lot that are specifically... Well, 4U was on the 3DS, I think. So I think, like, I think a lot of them, in my understanding, from pretty outsider perspective, there's been a bunch of them that were just made for Nintendo consoles. So, like, it could very well happen. And one of my thoughts, and I'll let you kind of jump off of this, is that the Switch definitely just hardware-wise is quite different from the Xbox and PS4 to where, like, there's a bunch of... Uh, porting companies that said we could port Monster Hunter World over to the Switch, but again, it would be like pared down or whatever to where maybe Capcom's just like, like we're not going to bother with that. But it would make more sense for them to make one that was specifically for just the Switch, and then they do either more DLC for Monster Hunter World or make a Monster Hunter World Two that's kind of using the same engine. I don't know something like that sure. for the other consoles. So then they're still separate or something like that. Um, those would be my thoughts in any case. Uh, and if they did that, I'm curious for from you as a Monster Hunter fan, um, we have a story about how uh, Monster Hunter 4. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Is um, that. Was that really Monster Hunter 4? That was Monster Hunter 4, yeah. Man. Um, well, I'll tell that in a second. But as yeah. a Monster Hunter fan, uh, what things you would want if we saw... I, I personally think 2020 seems like a really reasonable year for Monster Hunter Switch game. Like, they've had a bunch of time at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations was a pretty easy, ultimate, sorry, was a pretty easy port, all things considered, as far as, like, you know, they didn't really... It was it was already in Japan. They just had to bring it over here and translate and stuff, which they already had the translation, whatever. Um, so, yeah, what would you think they should or shouldn't kind of call it collate uh-huh. to make the perfect monster hunter experience on switch for example okay so not even debating whether we would get one but if we did what would yeah yeah um as long as it's on the switch let's use some motion controls i think that would be really cool to mm-hmm. be able to you know undock your cons and mm-hmm. uh put up you know do a movement for shield do a movement for slashing like just you know you can start combos various ways so uh-huh. different directions to start different combos i know some people would not be a fan of that don't make it a mandatory feature yep. just something fun yeah um so that would be a good one mm-hmm. um maybe have some kind of like hub area where if you're in proximity to someone and you have uh, your Wi-Fi turned on, you can just like, boom, see other players Mm. without having to manually sync up. Is that, I know, so AJ tried to play Monster Hunter World with Logan at some point Uh and had a lot of trouble just connecting together the first little while. Is that something that you feel like Monster Hunter World did worse than other games or just worse than it could do or something like that? This is a good question. Monster Hunter World did it worse than other Monster Hunter games. Uh, Monster Hunter World is an excellent game. I love Mm -hmm. it. But especially towards the beginning, they made partying up kind of difficult. Gotcha. Um, If you're playing through the story missions, they wouldn't let another player join your mission unless you had seen the cinematic 
in that mission first. In order to trigger the cinematic of the mission, you have to find the monster first. Mm. So you're already five-ish minutes in. It just breaks up the flow, and yeah. it makes partying together difficult. In the end game, it is not like that. And they may have even patched that out since the game came yeah. out. But uh, if, if Logan and AJ tried to play earlier on, yeah. I definitely see where those woes are coming for. Yeah. And I hope you try it again, because it's <laughs> wonderful. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, what other Switch features? Or even, like, what mechanics as well from, like, from World would you want in... Because, obviously, like, World and Mm -hmm. Generations Ultimate have different things where, like, Generations Ultimate still has the, like, rooms mechanic. Yeah. Um, Is that something... Would you want to see that come back or go to the World way where it's just one area? Sure. Um, Any of that kind of stuff as well. Mm. I think on the Switch, the room mechanic is fine. I Mm -hmm. think it can kind of suit the portable nature of the Switch. But, um, I mean, especially if you're going to have it docked, I really have enjoyed the one big area aspect, Mm -hmm. personally. There's been a lot of quality of life enhancements from the last one to World. Um, A lot of little things that I won't necessarily list. But, um, yeah, I, I think that if you have a switch and you are into monster hunter definitely give generations xx a try Mm -hmm. um i would have it if i didn't have world and (laughs) there are some things that generations xx does better than world they they have a bigger bigger pool of monsters to fight in the end game of world you kind of end up being limited if if you want to do anything meaningful um you fight like six or eight of the same monster out of a pool of many more than that. Yeah. Um, you can still find the other ones for fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully you're doing it all for fun. <laughs> but um, if you're trying to get, you know, that in-game loot, yeah. then you're limited. Whereas in uh, Generations XX, you you have more to work with there. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I really, if, if they did a Monster Hunter game, they should uh, make it good. Um, that's That's my main thing. Uh, stop yeah. making these bad games. Make good ones. <laughs> thank you. Please and thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. The story by the, before we leave this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'd never played Monster Hunter before. I still have not really played Monster Hunter <laughs> much to Mitch's woes yep. for this reason. Um, although I played it at your house a little bit. So uh, we got together and I just got to play uh, World a little bit. But um, he lent me Monster Hunter four for yep. the 3ds because yep. i had a 2ds yep cartridge cartridge with uh like 500 hours box. of yep. save time on it 500, 500 hours. hours of save time <laughs> i had and he put it in a ziploc bag and lent it to me and i had it on my bedside table and my wife one day was just i'll say it from the other direction i came home one day and was like i'm looking at my bedside table and i was like hey where's that uh where's that ziploc bag and ashley said what Ziploc bag? And I said, the Ziploc bag with Mitch's game in it. And she says, I threw that away. And so, and she had thrown it into our bedroom trash can, which then that bag went into the main trash bag, which then that, we were living in an apartment, went into the dumpster outside. And I was like, oh no. And so I went dumpster diving to try to find it and was not successful. Man. And Mitch lost 500-ish hours of Monster Hunter 4 from that. 
And Park so, and I are still friends. Yeah, look at that. You can believe it. My, I think my favorite ending part of the story was my birthday two years ago when um, uh, you and some other friends came <laughs> over and you got me Mario Odyssey for my birthday and you put it in a Ziploc bag and laid it at the top of my trash can for me to find as a present and it was there and it was lots of fun. Mm, good times. Good times. <laughs> Man. How does that make you feel? Oh gosh, I had forgotten all about that. Uh... I mean... To be honest, though, it I guess it does put things into perspective. Yeah. Like if, yeah, don't have don't need to. Yeah, I mean, and especially like to some degree, I I like having my full save file of this game or whatever. But if it's not one that I'm going to go back to, I guess it's not really a big deal at the same time. But at the same time, it kind of is. So like sure. you know, there's both sides of that for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah. I don't hate you. <laughs> Well, okay. that's the big takeaway. Nice. Good takeaway. Um, all right. So we're going to go through some of these other things real quick. These ones won't be as long by any stretch. But um, yeah, so some comments from last week's episode, because if you comment in the video, we'll pull some of those to just chat about real quick here. Uh, last week, I'm pretty sure AJ called Fire Emblem weeb stuff. <laughs> so uh, Broken Fiction said, in regards to Fire Emblem, is weeb bad? Not sure how the term is supposed to be applied, but hard to imagine people so heavily interested in Pokemon would consider weeb stuff a bad thing. <laughs> um, I will come to my defense, not even AJ's necessarily, but at least mine where I I don't consider it weeb stuff. Or like, at least I don't... I mean, I'm excited about it again, like we were talking about earlier, but I think AJ just, you know, whatever. I'll let him defend himself if he wants to, but I think he just likes calling weeb stuff weeb stuff, even if, you know, just why not? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't fully entirely know what a weeb is. I think it's, I'm sure AJ was kidding. I'm sure it's mostly used just to like tease or be yeah, derogatory. So. My monster hunter hunting buds refer to the long sword and the dual blades as weeb weapons, <laughs> I guess, because they're like dodgy and there's one attack where you like slash and then sheath your sword and then the damage is done. Like nice. Yeah. That's really like, fun. Like that. Yeah. So um, it makes me feel guilty about wanting to play that. <laughs> like I feel bad about it. <laughs> so I don't know. But that's funny. Doesn't make them not cool. No, I, I think it it's cool. Yep. I, yeah, I think that's just funny. Um, yeah, for context, I guess uh, my understanding of weeb stuff in any case is vi like very Japan centric and like, mm, you know, heavy yeah. like anime and blah, blah, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if we like Pokemon and My Hero Academia, like, I mean, that's. So we're, we're there already. So it's just what variety of Japanese stuff we enjoy. It almost um, feels like yeah. the nerd terminology. Yes. Like that was derogatory at one point, and now like yeah. a lot of people are nerds. Uh -huh. I, mean, I mean, like AJ still calls stuff nerd stuff, but like, I mean, again, everything we like is nerd stuff. Sure. So it's just, I think, I just having fun. I don't feel but, bad about it. Also, AJ calls me stupid all the time. Um, well, there's that. But, different. Yeah, I was going to say, that one's, that one's different. <laughs> that, one, that one counts. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, last week, also a comment from Jordan DeBest said, there were a couple of games from other conferences, but eh, I know I'm a Nintendo fan, but I really also like PlayStation. I'm definitely getting Watch Dogs, which looks dumb but fun, and Cyberpunk, which I honestly don't even know what the game is. I just want to know the hoopla. Um the rest, I really liked Nintendo. Breath of the Wild 2, yay. Agreed. Agreed. Also, Jordan, the best. If you want to 
not know what a game is, go look at Death Stranding. <laughs> I've seen every trailer. Have I've you seen the gameplay of it now? I've seen whatever E3 had to okay, offer. Okay, then yeah, yeah. There you go. I kind of get it. A little bit. But um, I don't know if anyone can fully understand what's going Who's on there. Who's to say? So just go look that up, Jordan. Yeah, I am curious. I, honestly, like, that looks, it looks really, the fact that we don't know what it is, I think is really neat still. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I, I might look up a YouTube video of someone playing through the whole game. <laughs> I did that with The Last of Us. It was okay. like a seven and a half hour video Ooh, of yeah. all the cutscenes and any relevant gameplay to mm -hmm. like kind of crop them together. And I don't regret that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Death Stranding. I yep. could see myself watching a 30-hour video. There you go. Mm. Probably. And then last but not least, these were some community posts. AJ asks questions sometimes on YouTube tab. And is like, yo, what's up? Um, and so, again, this was from last week. He asked what you guys are interested in from E3 or what was exciting or something along those lines. And Nathan Pratt said, Mario Maker friends, play online. Yeah, that was a good... Did you hear about that, Mitch? Nope. Okay, so the long story short was, at some point, we found out that there's... Well, there's Mario Maker multiplayer in this one. There's co-op and versus and stuff. But for some reason, it wasn't set up to where you could do it just with your friends. It was just with random people, uh -huh. which is like kind of dumb okay <laughs> so, and is it not like that anymore um, do they change that so yeah so there was an uproar about it and nintendo uh kintsuki tanabe no. no 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 i don't remember who it was somebody in any case i apologize i just said the wrong person probably but um somebody at e3 um, with nintendo uh was like hey we're patching that we're gonna at some point nice. you'll be able to play with your friends it won't cool. be immediately but we'll work on it to make sure it's a thing so That's nice Good for them. Good job, Nintendo. Listening to people. And yeah, there was just a lot of things this E3 that made us realize, like, Nintendo's paying attention a little bit. So that's nice. Um, F-Zero Kid, which is Falcon, what's up, said, My favorite announcement has to be No More Heroes 3. I thought with how Travis Strikes Again performed, we wouldn't be getting a third. But n I'm not going to complain. Pikmin 4 is missing, which I thought was weird. Uh. I've officially been waiting on a new F-Zero game. Over half my life now, I have a profound sadness. Hashtag Team Parker, <laughs> hashtag Team Jess, hashtag Team Waffles, hashtag F0NX. <laughs> True. Um, Going to be zero adult before we get another <laughs> F-Zero game. Yeah. Man, it's... it'll. I feel like it's got to happen at some point. Like, I would love it. I mean, yeah. they might change the formula up when they bring it back out. I hope they do. And it hopefully will be great. I would get we just it. want Captain Falcon. You know, just do yeah. stuff with him. Yeah. They get a buff sort. in the last Smash patch. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I right? We haven't talked about Smash at all. It's not the directly you podcast without yeah. talking about Smash. <laughs> it's usually AJ, though. Um, but yes, uh, No More Heroes 3. I, I agree with the Travis Strikes Again thing. I was like, ooh, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. But it might have been more to just bring it back into the fray even more than just like... It seems like if it's this far along, they must not have been going based off of how Travis Strikes Again was going to do. Mm. Because it's coming out next year, so they would have had to start development on it before Travis Strikes Again finished up. So I feel like they were planning this anyway. I don't know. Curious on that, regardless. But yeah, I have not played the other one, so I don't have a lot to add to that. Yeah. But uh, I thought the trailer looked cool. It so did look cool. I'm excited that you're getting it. Yep. I am excited as well. Uh, Pikmin 4, yeah, also missing. Uh, rumors apparently still that Pikmin 3 maybe we'll see later this year, um, which... Huh kind of random but um it'll be fun I with mean, the joy cons too yeah. i can see a little bit of flick action going on there yep yep flicking everybody off 
Um, there you go, Team Waffles. Uh, Mark Andrews says, I love the reveal of Breath of the Wild 2. What things would you take out of the original, and what would you add to the sequel? Ooh. Good questions. Um, hmm. Well, any thoughts, Mitch? I've got some thoughts. Huh. Um, well, I wish... I don't know if I wish this. It's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, or maybe another monkey paw thing, <laughs> where I want to not have everything break. Like, <laughs> I would like to have something that's reliable. And I found myself uh, just hoarding all the best stuff and almost never using it because mm-hmm. I was afraid it would break. So on one hand, I wish that I could craft something, maybe using in-game yep. materials to reinforce equipment to not break, or at least when they break, I can repair them. Yep. I think, oh, Kinda maybe... Like Dark Souls situation. Yeah, sure. Maybe repairing old weapons, yep. or maybe crafting weapons, because you could yep. cook, you can craft food. Let me craft some equipment. Yep. Even if it's food. Let me... 100%. A cake sword. <laughs> if I need to... Just a sword in the shape of a cake. Come on. Yeah. Uh, or... No other way. Yeah, sword in the shape of a cake. Sword in the shape of a cake. Wow. Retweet if you like. Swords in the shapes of cakes. Oh, man. Um, no, that's uh, Arlo ha- is a YouTuber that had a good video, like, or just a bunch of reviews of Breath of the Wild. It was like seven different videos that total like three hours of no. review of Breath of the Wild. Um, and But that was one of the things he talked about. And I was like, you know, that's... I agreed. Like, during the game, I was like, why can't we craft things? But then the, him talking about it made me realize it even more. That there's all this random stuff that you get kind of around the world that you can make potions out of. But nobody really uses... I didn't use potions at all. I just made food yep. that did the potion things. Uh, yes, the burned turnip thing that healed all yeah, your hearts. Right, and, exactly. Yes, that was that it. or like, you know, like spicy peppers or whatever. Like, I didn't... Or like, you, you know, bananas and stuff like, like that. cold resistance bruise or something, yeah. though, right? Or maybe an attack up, Even something like that. Even that, the, I wouldn't use potions. I would just make food out of it because I'd have just like a ton of mighty bananas. So I just use... I don't know, five mighty oh, yeah. bananas or whatever, and then have a tack up that way. Fair enough. Yeah. So I think the potions are like more potent, maybe, like where it lasts long. I don't know. But for Could the be. most part, it was like we had all these like monster parts that you just really didn't need at all. Let's uh, do some monster hunter. Yeah. Get some monster hunter in my Breath of the Wild. There you go. Exactly. I mean, so I think that that kind of a thing, using those items for repairing your weapons or creating weapons or something like that would be really cool where... I always like in, like, Golden Sun is always my go-to, where I just love having lots of different weapons where it's like, ah, none of these, like, these three weapons, none of them are specifically better than the other one, but they're all different in different ways, where, like, one of them has this extra thing, like, those kinds of things where you have options, and so, um, I don't know, something about that's just fun, where having an just exclusively better weapon is less fun than having kind of multiple options. And I feel like with crafting, that's a way that you can kind of do that. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I definitely agree with the crafting. The other thing I think for me is the playable Zelda, which I already think, nice. I already think that's going to happen personally because they were talking about the fact that they want, that this was originally DLC that they turned into a game pretty much. And they had talked about before breath of the wild that, um, they wanted to make Zelda play, or you, they wanted you to be able to play as Zelda. So, like, I feel like those two just go hand in hand, where it's like, all right, well, we couldn't find a time in the game to let you be able to play as Zelda, because she's not, like, A, she's super powerful, B, she's not, I don't know, dead or anything like that. She wasn't dead the whole time. <laughs> she was just there. I mean, obviously, she wouldn't be dead, but, um, and you're adults and all that kind of stuff. Like, it just makes sense. And then with the trailers and things, 
just makes sense that now you'd get to play as her. Yep. So finally get to play as Zelda in a Legend of Zelda game. Yeah. Which also like having Cadence of Hyrule come out makes sense that they would use that because you can play a Zelda in that and she has a bunch of powers and stuff. So like I don't know, maybe they're just trying to kind of ease that into our minds of like I got you. Zelda does stuff too, y'all. It's surprising. Like it it seems like such an obvious thing to do. I think Zelda's great. I would love to play a Zelda. Yep. Honestly never even thought about it yep. until someone mentioned it <laughs> very recently. Yep. There you go. So those are some things we'd like to see, Mark Andrews. What would you like to see? Um, and then, oh, well, you, you already said what you want to see. It's right up here. I'll keep it simple. The Divine Beast slash shrines to be replaced with much bigger, more traditional dungeons. I also hope to dive and explore underwater. Cheers. Definitely diving and exploring underwater. That was super dumb that it's like we've got this whole world to explore and we can go up all we want. And then there's water right there and like I can't go more than a foot under it. Yeah. It's just silly, especially considering like you could get Zora stuff in other games and go underwater and do all that. You got a Zora stuff in this game, too, didn't you? I mean, you can get you the did, armor. Yeah, you just swim faster, but you yeah. can't like it doesn't let you actually breathe underwater, which it could. Missed in. opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So. Maybe that's a thing now. I agree, though, Mark. I think that would be very cool. Yep. I wish we had some deeper dungeons. I mean, yeah. the shrines were cool. I don't I want them to get rid of the shrines because I just enjoy the kind of like mini puzzle sort of thing. Yeah. But definitely having bigger dungeons as well. Um, like, I didn't even feel like the Divine Beasts were neat, but they still felt kind of compact to me. I agree. Um, part, part of that is just because we're so powerful as Link in this game, it's harder to make... Um, it, it just makes everything a lot faster because you can you've got multiple solutions for stuff to where um depending on how far into the game you are and stuff too it's just just a little bit easier because it's in you know like majora's mask i remember in the um the ice temple or whatever there's a spot where like oh there's a i need to be able to melt something and there's a torch burning right up there but i, I just can't climb quite high enough and that's like a big puzzle it's like right out of reach <laughs> if you jumped just a little bit you could grab it and stuff but because it's just barely out of reach like that makes the puzzle hard because you have to figure that's out true. how to get around to it whereas in this you know climb up there so. yeah in addition to that like an ocarina of time a lot of the dungeons would introduce new items that were critical for your progress yeah. like megaton hammer mm -hmm. and the mirror shield and mm -hmm. the hover boots and uh unless you're going to make that entirely self-contained to that dungeon and not be uh relevant anywhere else mm -hmm. it's gonna kind of hinder your ability to openly explore the world yeah. of breath of the wild that was one of the charms of breath of the wild go mm -hmm. anywhere do anything at any time after you get your stuff on the plateau go do whatever you want yep so um i guess i kind of get it yeah but um i'd still like to i'd want what you said i, I want more <laughs> yep agreed last comment um, also, we are getting close to two hours, so look at there. What a, what a time. Um, Huddy Bear Inc. said, first comment. <laughs> Ironically, the last one we read, so <laughs> was not planned. Uh, probably Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time, and I would love to see a new one. And you know what? You're going to get two. Yeah. There you go. Good stuff, y'all. All right, well, that is it for this episode of Directly to You. Mitch, do you have any closing thoughts for the people? Um... I'm happy to be here. Thank you for allowing me to join. And um, you're breathtaking. Oh, wow. So original. So original. I love it. Um, I meant more closing thoughts like, you know, like a door open uh, uh -huh. gets closed. Oh, um, there's a couple doors we can 
I don't around. I'm not there sure what go. to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, I was just setting you up for not being able to say anything at all. It worked. Yeah, good old times. All right, well, that's it for this episode. Uh, go ahead and leave some comments on this video. What's a, what question do we want to leave them with at the end? Um, hmm. Something completely arbitrary. If you've listened this far in the podcast, you can prove it to us. The people who are have microphones at the moment by commenting the answer to this question below. If you could present your own game at E3, what would it be? Hmm. Also, how tall are turtles? All right, that's it. See you guys later. <laughs> Bye!